Hi there and welcome to The Brave, a podcast all about resilience and dealing with the challenges and complexity of life in the 21st century. Episode to episode, we uncover how you can be adaptable and robust in this age of constant change and upheaval. So I'm your host, Beth and Vincent, and this week we are talking about a subject that is very close to my heart and is something I have definitely struggled with personally, and that's fitness, but not only kind of fitness and being healthy physically, but having the motivation to do it and how to kind of get started, how to keep that motivation up and how to essentially make sure you embed fitness and healthy kind of physical lifestyle into your entire life for the long term, not just in kind of short term bursts. So this, yeah, is a topic that is really close to my heart. And I have a bit of a story I want to start with that hopefully illustrates why it's important to me, but also showcases some of the things you might want to consider if you're just starting out. So this is actually massively expanded on in episode one of the podcast if you want the longer version, but I'll give you the short kind of pre now. So I went to a school, a normal kind of school here in the UK that was specifically a sports college and it meant it kind of had enhanced sport facilities and basically we had to do loads of sport, which was awful at the time. I hated it and I remember sport was always really presented to me as essentially a form of punishment and it was something that your teacher forced you to do. You had to wear a stupid uniform that if you forgot it, you got punished. Uh, you had to do it, whether it was rain, whether it was snowing. I think on one occasion we had to play hockey, which was awful. And generally, because I wasn't very good at it or I couldn't be asked with it, to be honest, I was always in the kind of lower sets where essentially it was all the other girls who, like me, were like, this is kind of ridiculous to be forced to do it, so we can't be bothered. And the teacher shouted at you a lot. And that was my experience of exercise, being shouted at on a cold, miserable day, until I did it. And for me, this always formed the connotation that exercise was a punishment. And throughout my kind of teens and late teens, I never exercised at all. And I have a distinct memory of, um, I lived about a mile away from my sixth form, and I used to beg my mum to give me a lift because I couldn't be asked to walk. And actually, the reason behind not wanting to walk was I was getting quite overweight. Um, I, I, My peak of overweightness in my early 20s, so a bit later on than this, was I was about five stone heavier than I am now, which is a lot. And I don't want to get into kind of any arguments about aesthetic or the, the kind of validity of someone being a certain weight. That's a personal preference and I would never decry someone for wanting to accept their body how it is and all of that stuff. Just for me, being five stone heavier than I am now, and I'm not the lightest person now, I was very unhealthy and very unhappy. But anyway, the reason I didn't want my mum, well I wanted my mum to take me to school and I didn't want to walk was by the time I got there, because I was really out of shape, I was really sweaty and out of breath. And I was really embarrassed about that in front of my friends at school. So even walking anywhere just became kind of a no-no. And I remember when I got a car and I started driving, I would just drive everywhere. I would never walk. And this kind of carried on until I went to university. And in my first year at university, I put on even more weight because, you know, campus living, late night pizzas, drinking, all of that stuff until, yeah, I was five stone heavier than I am now and I was really unhappy and really unhealthy and I went to the doctor actually and they they were well they kind of gave me a talking to they were like look you know you you 
will have health issues from this you know you're at higher risk of all of these things you kind of have to do something about it and even then I wasn't really sure where to start kind of because of embarrassment also because I hated exercise and at that time you know this would have been 2010 yeah the internet was there and I could have googled it but there was not that much information about how to lead a health healthy lifestyle or how to kind of start and a lot of the kind of stuff around um obesity and how to kind of get out of that was aimed at a much older audience than me so again that was really off-putting as well so I just did nothing and I carried on with my first year of university. The change happened actually when I went to study at the University of Utrecht in the Netherlands which was six months abroad there and I didn't have a great time not gonna lie Um, felt very isolated from friends and family and to kind of get over that isolation I started running and I think I started running because I literally knew no one in the country. No one could make fun of me if they saw me or, you know, put a picture on Instagram or probably Instagram wasn't around. No, it would have just been around. Put a picture on social media of me or anything like that. So I started running and I actually lived um, five minutes away from this random Napoleonic era fort that I would run around. And when I started out, honestly, the first time I started, I, I almost passed out. I was so out of shape. It, w- it was terrible. And that first time, especially if you've never exercised before like me at that point, it will be horrific. I'm not going to lie. You're not going to enjoy it. But I did it. And I think <laughs> I did take a bit of a break after that first time because I was like, jeez, I am out of shape. But I went back and I tried again. And I got a little bit further. You know, only another 10 metres. Went back, tried again, got a bit further. And my kind of goal I'd set myself was to run this 5k around this fort. And by the end of the six months, I could do it. And I basically went out three, four times a week and just ran and saw how far I could get. And my only purpose in doing that was for me. There was no one kind of driving me. There was no teacher shouting at me. I was doing it for my own self. And this was the first time I think I also realised the power of exercise and how it can help with your mental health. So... If, if you're afraid of getting started, yes, it's really going to be hard, but you, you can make improvements. I mean, I am still really, really shocked that I am someone who can go out and run a 5k. That's incredible to me, coming from someone who wouldn't walk a mile to school. And I'm still so surprised about what my body is capable of. In the past couple of years, I've really got into weightlifting and I've gone from someone who can't you know, pick up anything to deadlifting 85 plus kilos which is, again, incredible. I never thought I was capable of it, but our bodies are all capable of these things. You just kind of have to work at it. So that that kind of really is the starting message here, is you do have to start somewhere. Exercise doesn't have to be a punishment, but you do need to get started and you do need to do something. So my journey with fitness doesn't really end at the point where I start running and I do my first 5K. So I come back to the UK from being in the Netherlands, I'm probably about two stone lighter uh, because of running. So I'm no longer completely kind of overweight, obese. I'm starting to kind of make improvements there. And I'm not going to lie, it did take six months to do that, which when when you're very overweight, it does take, it's quicker essentially to lose that very overweight part. Um, It's actually, you'll struggle kind of shifting the last like five kilos 
in in your weight loss journey just because your your body your body will find it a lot easier to lose the masses of excess is what I'm trying to say which is kind of a good thing because it is very much possible to make a dent in that if you are someone who's very concerned about your weight from a health perspective so I come back to the UK and I start going to the gym and I have this routine and we'll talk about routine in a minute but I have this routine of going and running which is really important to me and I kind of leverage that routine of running to go into the gym. This is also coming into winter. Running outside is not so much fun anymore. So I start going to the gym. And I start asking people in the gym if I see them doing an exercise that I think looks kind of cool. Especially other kind of women. And I ask them to show me. And I think gyms can be this really kind of strange place where everyone is kind of focusing on themselves. Yeah, everyone's really self confident conscious because you're worried are people looking at you are they kind of judging you but what I found was that if I kind of did it in a really respectful way and I didn't interrupt their workout too much you know maybe when they'd finished the exercise and I just went up and I said hey like that looked really interesting would you mind showing me people are more than willing to do that and I've always you know I've always said this on this podcast but people love helping people And actually, it gives them kind of a really good sense of purpose, a boost. So asking someone for help is a good thing for both sides, in my opinion. But yeah, I think gyms can be this kind of very um, interesting environment that can put people off. But you can ask for help and most people are very willing to give it. Again, if you want to get kind of down the professional side, you can ask the staff. You know, they're there to help, to be perfectly honest. Or you can look at kind of personal training, which I've done before, which when I started weightlifting was very helpful and there are multiple different routes you can go down that suit you but to go back to the motivation thing because I kind of I had this habit I almost piggybacked on my habit of running to kind of start this habit of going to the gym and also by the kind of end of the six months of running in the Netherlands I was getting a bit sick of it and I think this is one of the things I see people do a lot with fitness where they'll start out they'll do really really well and they'll be really really motivated in the beginning because it's it's really easy to be motivated when something's really shiny and new but when it kind of comes to the end of the period or they've been doing it for a while that kind of shiny new feeling wears off and they feel a bit less motivated to go and do a run go to the gym so variety is definitely really really important and actually if you're kind of starting out on your fitness journey or you're struggling with motivation try and mix things up so you know there might be a range of activities you enjoy doing try and do one of those a week you know I I typically do um, gym session then I try and do a run and then if if I can which I can't at the moment I try and get in a swim as well just to keep that variety and that's actually really good for your fitness in general because you're using different muscle groups your body's having different experiences so it's twofold benefit there for your motivation and actually for your fitness and I don't want this podcast to center too much around what activities you should do because that's completely going to depend on you as a person I have a shoulder injury so some things I can't do which if they were recommended to me I'd be like hey no can't do that so we're talking really about kind of the mindset and the motivation here and variety will really help that. I think if you can as well, try and get some kind of accountability buddy. I've found personally that training with other people and training with the same people has really helped me because it's more enjoyable to do it with someone else for me. I'm quite a social person. And also, you know, when I have a bad session, which you do have, in fact, that's a really important thing to say, 
there is no kind of linear scale of progress. You, you won't improve every single time you do it. You will have bad runs. You will have bad gym sessions where you won't lift as much as you did last time. And it feels like it's a regression. But at the end of the day, it's like anything. It's peaks and troughs. And if you have other people training with you or exercising with you, it really helps in having someone to say like, oh my God, I'm having a really bad session or a really bad run. And you get that kind of peer support and... You know, if they're, they're someone who has been doing it for a while, they'll know there's peaks and troughs. They'll know that, you know, sometimes you just have a bad day and that's absolutely fine. The main thing is that you went out there and tried. And again, this is kind of the sticking to routine thing. So as I said, you know, I replaced a routine I had with kind of a new routine, but I kept the slots the same. So going to the gym now, I still keep the same routine I had all those years ago. It's something I do and I feel really weird when I can't do it. So during this whole pandemic thing I felt very strange when I can't go to the gym but I've just replaced it with running and stuff but if, if you if you cultivate a habit it will feel very natural to do but that does take time and I appreciate that's maybe not so much a useful tip if you are just starting out but having someone there in terms of accountability really really important now as I said you have peaks you have troughs with training good days bad days it's much like work life anything else another thing which I am very keen on thinking about because this is something I worry about a lot is that exercise is lifelong you know it should be something you're committing to for the rest of your life really being healthy and going to the gym or running and as you age you'll probably replace them with different activities that are kind of appropriate to your situation but this is something you're going to be doing for the rest of your life hopefully and that's a good thing that's a really positive thing but what comes with that is the fact that your performance will be different over time so I've talked about you know good days bad days but you will have probably uh, kind of as you get into building up your 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 fitness you, you will get this kind of like up curve where you, you'll probably reach a point where you'll plateau off you know where unless you made some really drastic changes you know in terms of diet or training every day for hours you're probably not going to get much better and that can be that can be quite hard to deal with and I definitely reached that point with lifting where and I had a conversation with one of my trainers and I said, look, like, I just feel like I'm not improving. And they had a great response, which was like, you know, our job is to make sure that you you stay there. You know, it's a good thing if every year as you get older, you can still hit the same benchmarks. That's actually an improvement because you would expect your performance to decrease over time. So if you're still lifting the same or around the same, that's actually an improvement because it's taking into account. Basically, you're getting older and it's going to get harder. And that's a really good way of looking at things. And I think, yeah, I do struggle this, as I say, from the lifting point of view, but also running. Recently, I had to take a really big break from running, which means I've come back to it during lockdown and my speed is awful, awful. It's so bad. And it's actually, it's a bit, well, the first time I did it, I was pretty depressed when I saw the numbers, you know, I'm, (laughs) this is bad, but I'm almost a minute per kilometre slower than I was in 2013 which is quite a while ago but that was probably my peak and instead of kind of seeing that and being like well you know give up on running um and just be like well what a failure I can't reach what I used to I've kind of accepted the fact that I'm probably never going to hit that minute faster time again unless unless something really changes and I really want to do running kind of as my main activity 
which I still want to incorporate lifting so that's not going to happen actually any improvement from this minute kind of slower speed is a good improvement you know you I'm committing this for the to this for the long haul and I'm not benchmarking myself against my past self I'm benchmarking myself against my present and if you're someone who's kind of coming in and out of injury that's a really important thing to remember it's about how good you are now not how good you were in the past because you know 20 year old Bethan doesn't exist anymore she, I do not have those knees again I never will so anything I can do now to make myself better is a massive improvement and in terms of motivation, another thing I would say is try and exercise at different times of the day and see how that suits you. So I know from experience and have tried out many different things, 6am workouts probably aren't my strength. I, I don't do as well at them. I don't enjoy them as much. So 7 to 9pm, that is my golden window. That is what I try and aim for. My final point is one that I say not to demotivate you or to put you off, especially if you're just getting started. And the hardest thing to do is to get started and to kind of start that motivation. But this is not going to be easy. I don't want to sugarcoat it. And I think health and fitness is something you should commit to for life. It will be something that is going to reward you for life and make you healthier. It's going to improve your quality of life, make you less vulnerable to certain illnesses. And it's just, it's the good thing to do. It's the right thing to do for yourself. And that should be motivation in of itself, but humans kind of don't work that way. We're really bad at (laughs) understanding kind of long-term gains. We're very much focused on short-term enjoyment over long-term enjoyment, which is why that chocolate bar or watching another episode of Netflix program instead of going for a run or doing whatever is just going to be more enjoyable and you're going to feel more compelled to do it but you need to remember that this is a lifelong commitment and like other lifelong commitments you know marriage um a job you know (laughs) I'm saying more permanent commitments I don't think your lifelong commitment should be to a job but you know what I mean it takes work and you need to show up every day and you need to take action every day but that is not going to feel easy every single time and don't beat yourself up because it doesn't feel easy don't think that athletes or you know friends who are really into fitness and whatever and always seem to be doing something don't have bad days everyone has bad days with this everyone struggles with the motivation you are absolutely not alone with that But the thing is, you do need to push through it and you do need to focus on why you're doing it. And my why is my health. And it is kind of being able to walk for a long time. You know, I'm no longer that girl who can't walk walk a mile to school because she's afraid of getting sweaty. I can walk for as long as I want. Well, until my feet give give in, (laughs) until my shoes rub. But you know what I mean, that I can do that now. And that's a really empowering feeling to kind of own your own fitness, to own your own health but it will be difficult. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a bit more of, I guess, a personal one about my experiences and my fitness journey. It wasn't linear. It was very topsy-turvy, windy. It it was full of hatred for playing netball in the rain from the beginning. (laughs) I'm never going to get over that. Netball's never going to be something I do, but it is possible. You can do it. 
You just need to kind of push through and find ways of making it enjoyable. Find an accountability system, find a buddy, find something you enjoy doing and just keep on going at it and recognise not every time you do it, you're going to improve and you're going to have bad days. So if you enjoyed this episode, please do like and subscribe and leave a review. That's amazing. That just helps me out. We're also online if you want to follow the podcast at The Brave Listen on Twitter and Instagram and we're on Facebook too. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it.